Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Daddy Daughter Bible Talk. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson. I'm an evangelist. My name is Cheyenne. I'm the evangelist's daughter, and I'm seven years old. Yes, she is, and I'm very proud of her. Psalm 144, verse 12, describes the idea behind this podcast. The psalmist wrote of a state in which he wanted God's people to be. They, he wanted them to be in a condition that their sons would grow up to be like plants and that their daughters would be like corner pillars. That means that they would grow strong and they would be faithful in the service of Jehovah God. And that's the idea of this podcast. I do this hoping that it will build up the faith of myself, my daughter, and others who listen to this. Today, the subject that we're going to discuss is one that was initiated and that was the idea of Cheyenne. Tell us what the subject is. Um, we Basically, we're going to be learning on why do denominations use instruments? When do they use instruments? Because, you know, I use a guitar at home. I why? use an instrument. Why? Well, okay, why? We're, so we're going to talk about why, uh, why religious groups use instruments, but let's be more specific than that. Why do they use instruments when? At what time? At when they're at church. Yeah, when they're and offering. When they're singing. When they're offering what to God? Worship. Yeah, when they're offering worship to God. So Dad plays a guitar at home, right? And mm-hmm. I play You Are My Sunshine and, and other fun songs that are not religious. But when we come together with our church family here at Washington Avenue, the, the Church of Christ here at Washington Avenue, when we come together, we sing praises to God with our voices, our lips, and with our hearts. We, we, don't, we don't play mechanical instruments of music, do we? No. And th- there are reasons for that. But you wanted to talk about why other groups, why, why do the denominations play mechanical instruments of music in their worship? The best way to get the answer to that, Cheyenne, is to ask them. That sounds right, doesn't it? That yeah. sounds smart. Ask them, why do you do this? And now, we don't have anybody here with us. It's just, it's just me and you. So we're not going to be able to ask someone in a Baptist church or a Methodist church or on and on the list goes. We're not going to be able to ask them, right, because we don't have them with us. So we're just going to talk together about what others have said to us. But I'm going to start with, why do you think some people, when they go to church, they play instruments in addition to their singing? Why do you think they do that, Cheyenne? Uh, now, you're seven years old. What do you think? I don't really have much to say about it, but I think maybe, like, they use it for just when they sing. And yep. they, if they ever, I don't know. <laughs> you, you think maybe they do it to assist them in their singing, like to help them with their singing? Maybe. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that some people use mechanical instruments of music and worship because uh, they like the way that it sounds? Mm-hmm. They, you think? like, it's, it's one of their, like, I guess they think it's one of their prized things that they do at their church. Yeah, or? like something they, they pride themselves in, something that's important to them. Yes. So, uh, so they, when, when it comes to worshiping God... Uh, does the Bible teach us how to worship God? Yes. 
and and are there is there anything you can remember and things you've heard from the Bible that that would that would indicate that God does care how we worship? Yes. Um, um. I didn't hear that very well. <laughs> it's okay. This is on the cuff, by the way. I didn't prompt her with these questions. Okay, so do, can you remember anything you've studied in Bible class or anything that, that would indicate that God, He does want us to worship Him a certain way? Well... Were there people in the Old Testament that worshiped God wrong, in a wrong way or a bad way? Yes. The Israelites once worshiped Somehow, Baal. Yes. Um, on the high places. Mm-hmm. And. And other false gods. Yes. Like Chemosh and some other names. I don't, I don't think I've one. learned about Chemosh yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, I might be getting to that in the next quarter. Or <laughs> yeah, you might. Yes. But you remember studying about Baal? Those are that was a false god or a group of false gods. Mm-hmm. So, um, one passage that comes to mind that I want to share with our listeners. Uh, Joshua 24, uh, verse 14 and 15. Most people are familiar with Joshua 24, 15, where, where, where it records that Joshua said that the people of his day were to choose who they were going to serve. If they were going to serve God, then so be it. If they were going to serve uh, the gods on the other side of the Euphrates River, he says, here's the thing. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, yes. I don't know if you remember that. Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24, 14, just before that, and the words just before that, he said, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served. So we're to serve... Israel was to serve God in sincerity, that means from your heart, and in truth. Let me ask you a question, Cheyenne. What is truth? Truth means what really is true. Yeah, like reality? Yes. Yeah. And who, what really who, happened. Who is the truth? God. God is the truth. He truly is. And since God is the truth... And he wants us to be people of the truth that practice the truth. Where would we get the truth from? How can I learn the truth? Read the Bible. All right. So God's word is truth. And Jesus Jesus taught that concept, John 17, 17. So let me ask you another question that's very important. That it often comes up when discussing instrumental music and worship. Do we live today by the concepts of the Old Testament or no, the New Testament? No. So does that mean that we can't learn anything from the Old Testament? No. no we, we can still learn something from the Old Testament, right? Yes. We can learn a lot from it. But as far as how to serve God today, how to worship God today, how to become a Christian today, how the church is to be organized, etc. Is that in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> we live by the New Testament today and the things about salvation, the things about worship, how we're to do those today, we learn them from the New Testament. 
So let me read a few passages from the New Testament, Cheyenne. I'm going to get some of your thoughts and comments on it. So in Hebrews chapter uh, 13, verse 15, Christians are commanded, Therefore by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. What would that be? The fruit of, his, the fruit of our lips, we offer that to God. By singing. Yeah, by singing and praying, right? Yeah. Singing to God. The words of our mouth. All right. So that goes along with other commands that were given to the church. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19 says mm -hmm. that uh, we're not to be filled with wine. We're to be filled with the Spirit. And the way that we're to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, there are about 11 verses, I think, in the New Testament that, that either record that the early Christians sang or command the church to sing. Is there a verse in the New Testament, have you ever heard of a verse, that God, where he commands the church to play instruments in worship? Um, in the New Testament? Uh, Not in the New Testament? No. Okay, in the Old Testament, they live, there, there, there are there are such instructions, and we don't we're not trying to hide that. A lot of times, people today. I, I remember that. I know this probably wasn't worshiping, but I remember that the Israelites were to blow horns. Yes. And, and march around the city. The city. Jericho. Yes. Jericho, seven times. Yes. Yes. They did. God told them to do that, right? So they had so, God's so they had God's instruction to do that. Permission. That's permission, right. Yeah. Instructions. <laughs> yeah. God's permission, God's instruction. That's in Joshua chapter six, by the way, for our listeners. So under the new covenant that Jesus died for, and he shed his blood for the new covenant, when we turn to the new covenant, there are how many books in the New Testament? Is it twenty five? Twenty three? How many? Twenty. 27, yes, 27 books yes. of the New Covenant. And the commands for music in the church is singing. So here's a, 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 a pattern that we learn from the whole Bible. From the whole Bible, we learn that God wants us to serve him according to his instructions. You learn this from Cain and Abel. You learn this from Nadab and Abihu. You learn this from... From uh, the you know the the Old Testament law, you learn it from King Uzziah, uh, who tried to offer uh, sacrifices, and he was not of the tribe of Levi, and he was struck with leprosy. There are a lot of places through the Old and New Testament that teach us that God is the object of our worship, and since He is the object of our worship, we're we're worshiping Him. We must worship Him according to what He has taught us. So when we approach worship, should we ask the question, how does God want us to worship him today? What do you think? Um, should we ask that question today? Yes. Yeah. How does God want us to worship him today? So if God has instructed us to worship him in spirit and in truth, John four twenty four. And we look to that truth in the Bible, in the, in the New Covenant, 
the new covenant instructs us to sing and make melody. It never instructs us to play. So if we're going to do what God said to do and not change what God said, what do we do? How do we offer music to God? Do we sing or do we sing and play? Sing. We sing. We sing only. Why do we sing only then? Because that's what the Bible says to do. Yes, because that's is it because that's what God wants, right? Yes. It's what He instructed us to do. So, and this is what something that I, I I hope that our listeners will take into account as well, and that is, we do not have God's permission to change His instructions, and just expect or hope that He will accept it. Because, again, the record throughout the Bible is that God demands to be set apart as holy. And we are to revere him and do what he says the way he says it for the reasons that he says to do it. We can't say, well, I know the Bible says to sing, but, you know, I really like to play the guitar. So I'm going to take my guitar to church and I'm going to sing and play. Because then what someone has done to obey in part is not to obey at all. And that's the problem. So it is the case, when we go back to our question, why do people use instruments in worship? I think some people use instruments because they don't know. They don't know what the Bible teaches about it. They go to the Old Testament maybe and they read a verse in the Old Testament that says, see, it says, praise God with the trumpet, praise God with the with the flute, praise praise God with the timbrel and the tambourine. Okay, those were instructions to the nation of Israel, not to the church. The instructions for the church regarding worship are in the new covenant, and that will be one of the number one arguments that you'll hear people make, Cheyenne, as you grow up and you get older. You're going to hear people. Try to argue, well, it's okay to, to, to play a drum, to, to, to play a flute or a trumpet or a saxophone while you're at church singing. It's okay because we're still singing. We're singing while we do it. And that's what God told us to do. But they're adding something to it that God did not desire, something God did not instruct. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I know that you shouldn't add and you shouldn't take away. No, you shouldn't. And God has said those kinds of things throughout his book, hasn't he? So that concept is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Under the Old Testament times, they were taught that. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. And, and, and then in Proverbs chapter 30, uh, verse 6. Listen to this wise saying of, 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 of the proverb time. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. And that same concept's in the New Testament. In the New Testament, uh, the book of Revelation ends with, don't add to this book. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Revelation 22, uh, 18 and 19. But there are other passages that teach this principle as well, like 1 Corinthians 4, 6. We're not to go beyond what is written. We're to remain or to abide in what is taught, Second John 9. Any thoughts you have on that? Anything? You look like you wanted to say something. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I know that in the Bible, the, when they were traveling through the wilderness, I know that, I 
think Moses was still alive, he said to build upon serpent, and if they looked at it, they, they would live. Yep. From Absolutely. the snake bites. Absolutely. That's in Numbers chapter 21. So, in the meeting, when they say that, you shouldn't add anything to the bronze serpent or take away. That's true. You couldn't... That's, you have to follow what was said. <laughs> Amen. That's a very, very good... Absolutely, Cheyenne. So, if God told them to make this bronze serpent in a certain way, if he gave them specific instructions on what to make and how to make it, was it okay if they changed it? Or were they supposed to do exactly what God told them to do? They had to, to do exactly what God told them to do. So Jesus said, if you love me, you will what? Follow me. You will follow me. You will keep my commandments, commandments John 14, 15. And, and there are a lot of passages that teach that great truth, that if we're to be people of God, we're to follow the word of God. We can't change God's word. We can't add to it. Now, somebody might say, well, you know, in the, in the New Testament, you don't read about a church building. You guys are adding to the Bible at Washington Avenue because y'all have a church building. What, what would you, you got a question or you got a comment? Um, they would have temples, but they, <laughs> yeah, they did. That have, wouldn't exactly be the church. Building, no, but they but. did have a temple, and they had a tabernacle yes. before that, didn't yes. they? Uh -huh. So <laughs> that's good, absolutely, sweetie. They God did use physical structures, didn't he? Yeah. So, so here's what I wanted us to consider together. We, when God gives instructions about something. We're not to change it. God has not commanded us to have a church building. God has not forbidden us from having one. In other words, the, the gospel doesn't say you must build a church building. And On the other hand, it doesn't say you can't. No. So the matter of church buildings is in the realm of judgment. Now, pause there. The matter of music is not in the realm of judgment. God has spoken what kind of music he wants. Sing and make melody in your hearts to the Lord. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, singing with grace in your hearts. He's all the, you know, his legislation is always sing, sing, sing. So if we play instead of singing, or we play and sing, we have obeyed in part. You've only obeyed part of what God said. You've and to, added. You've to added too. Absolutely. So you're, you're actually altering something that God has commanded. So, so the argument that, well, you know, you guys have a church building. The Bible doesn't say anything about a church building. The Bible doesn't say anything about PowerPoint. The Bible, all, these, all those are, are, um, are bad arguments uh, because uh, church buildings and PowerPoints are not things whereon God has legislated and specified. But God has specified a certain type of music and that singing from the heart. We're not to change that or add to that. We just don't have that authority. God has not told us. And for those who think that, they, they're, they're, they're mistaken. And the charge or the challenge to that person would be what verse in the gospel in the New Testament gives you or anyone the authority to change what God has commanded. 
Well, there is no such. We must do what God has said with faith and love in our hearts. Cheyenne, we've, I've enjoyed talking to you about this subject, and there are other things about instruments we could talk about, but do you have any final thoughts on anything maybe that I've said? Has anything I've said been confusing? or Because um, sometimes I'm kind of confusing. <laughs> do you have yeah. any thoughts? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, like, I know that, like, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm okay. not sure what to say. That's okay. I know this, you do enjoy singing praises to God, don't you? Yes. And it's a, it's a, a joy to uh, sing songs together, like me and you do sometimes. We sing songs of praise. We sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. What you got? Um, right now, I'm learning how to read like the verses in the Bible and um, how to read the song books. Yes, you are. And how to get to the right verse. Yep. And you're doing a good job with it, too. You're enjoying it, aren't you? Are you enjoying it? Yes, very much. I'm glad you are. So with that idea in mind, I'm going to read one more verse, and then we're going to close this episode of the Daddy-Daughter Bible Talk podcast. We're going to close it up, and we're going to end it. We should always have a a heart of, of gratitude and gladness and joy and happiness when we're serving God and worshiping God. David wrote in the Psalms, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He was glad to go to the temple and worship God. It was a joy for him and to him. And there are a lot of other passages that teach that concept, that with joy in our hearts, we should be a people who serve God with gladness. Psalm 100, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Oh, I love that. And we can, any day of the week, as children of God, we can come before his presence and sing songs. What's one of your favorite songs? Let's end with that. What's one, one some of, of your favorite church songs? Is as the deer and as the deer. Hallelujah. Yeah, I love Those are two of my favorites as well. There are, there are a bunch that I like. If I get started on them, it's going to be hard for me to stop. But I love a, the, a lot of the devotional songs that are newer, and I like the old songs too, like Kneel at the Cross or Love Lifted Me or Amazing Grace. All of those are real good songs. So, um, Yeah, the old rugged cross. Oh, I love that song. So thank you so much for those that have listened to this, and if it blessed your life and you want to share it, Do a couple clicks and you can share it on social media with others. This has been the Daddy Daughter Bible Talk Podcast. I'm the evangelist, Aaron Dodson. And my name is Cheyenne. I'm Evangelist's daughter, and I'm seven years old. (laughs) Yep, she is. She's she's seven years old, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am. This year. You're turning eight this year, aren't you? Yeah. She's she's seven, and I'm. You heard how old I am. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. God bless.